Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. I got a little bass in my voice, a little scratchy. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope everybody's still, you know, surviving through all of the sheltering in place. If you uh, if you can be at home, please be at home as much as possible. Uh, there's no reason to be out here. And I get it. A lot of us feel fine. A lot of us aren't showing any symptoms, but that's really not the point. It, uh, obviously, we're still spreading this virus to each other. We're supposed to be hitting an apex here in the next couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I hope everything that we've been doing, uh, you know, especially if you haven't been 100 percent, you know, I can't speak for you. But I hope everything, all the social distancing and everything uh, pays off because what we really want to do is just control the thing. It would be great if we could could stop spreading it and uh, somebody get close to a vaccine. But in the meantime, you can boost your immune system. You can control that. Um, and, you know, keep washing your hands and cleaning surfaces and stuff you should do all the time. I realize I do that nonstop because I cook. And as a person who cooks and you don't want to cross contaminate, you wash your hands a ton anyway. And then I'm always wiping down surfaces and stuff because I I cook and I think, oh, gosh, I touched this and that. I'm about to start preparing food, you know. So I, apparently I am naturally a social distancer and a person who's pretty obsessive about washing my hands uh, and not making people sick <laughs> when I cook for myself and for, for them. So, yeah, it's important. Be clean. I don't understand. Um, it feels like, you know, people weren't all that clean or paying attention before. And I hope that's not true because this could happen anytime. This is how you catch a cold. It's the same thing, except... There's there's not an uh, obvious cure or an immunity built up to this thing. That's what makes it novel. So just be smart and uh, clean, you know. My goodness. So anyway, I also think it's important to have a post-corona plan. Yes, there will be devastation. Yes, there will be things that we have never seen in our lifetimes before. Uh, because I don't, I don't recall ever in my life, and I've been here a while, uh, where the whole economy was just, but, you know, I would not say the whole economy. I would say like 80% of the economy is not what it was a month ago. Um, but there are still people in business. So solicit your favorite businesses. I mean, don't you want to see them come back? after this. So if they are selling something online or offering curbside or whatever, check it out. I have purchased some tea and coffee um, from my favorite coffee shops because I don't want to uh, see them disappear after this. Um, And it's just a good message. You know, we need to be prepared for our financial futures. Um, And I get it. It's I'm not talking about just saving three months worth of paychecks or whatever. I get it. That's hard. Uh, but also, you know, just doing what you can uh, little by little every day adds up over over years because you're going to be here a long time. So I know it's hard to do it, but big bigger picture than just saving salary. But also, what is your plan? 
you know, this is an excellent opportunity to look at how you've been living, what your goals are as a person. You know, if you're married, what's your goal with your spouse? What's the goal and the vision you have for your family, your children? Um, If you hate your job, you know, this is an excellent opportunity to be looking around. Um, If you're a creative person like me, uh, when you are not working, delve into that time to create something, write something, sing something. If you're a singer, sing, you know, whatever it is you want to do, this is a great opportunity to just be doing it. Um, and no one could have anticipated this. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, if you look at, uh, YouTube, there are all these conspiracy theorists. You could see this kind and I get the science part. Yes, we were very vulnerable to a virus because there's been no research and development. But, you know, I'm not going to go any deeper than that. I don't think it's, uh, I think it's just human apathy that put us here. And that sounds too responsible. So people have to make up other reasons why this stuff is happening. But, you know, I've lived long enough that when I get to the end of a mystery, it's not all that mysterious. Somebody fell asleep at the wheel. It's usually a human's fault. And as, as you know, pig-headed and stubborn and all of, and arrogant as, as we can be, you know, we don't want to do that. That's why no one wants to be accountable for things anymore. And I'm telling you, this has been a really interesting time for leadership, right? I mean, Donald Trump is obviously not a good leader. I'm not sure what people see in him. And I think people who are... uh protective of him are really trying to protect themselves because uh, if you voted for him or you're a Republican and you're a party person, uh, you, you, you can't admit that he's not uh, a good human being because then you'd be admitted something about yourself and people rather just pretend that that's not true. And I don't even know why people are that involved in their political party. It's not that deep. You know what I mean? But this guy isn't espousing any of the values that I recall that used to be part of the Republican Party. Um, So that just lets you know how far off the cliff everything has gone. But, you know, he's he's not a good leader. He does not seem to be able to articulate uh, his thoughts without getting emotional and defensive and awful. He's just awful. Uh and I don't understand that kind of behavior. I would never want my own kids to act like that. So it's like cutting people off and 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 just accusing CNN. Listen, CNN gets on my nerves. I definitely don't think they're objective, but they're journalists and they're asking questions. You know, I've dealt with journalists, journalists and they are annoying. They can be super aggressive. Um they can try to trip you up. They can, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, that's their job and you got to be a professional and do yours. So if this is a study in leadership, you know, look at your, look at all these governors who just haven't uh, made statewide orders to stay at home. All of these governors in the South who still haven't done it, you know, like, what are you, I don't understand that. I don't understand. When did it become bad for leaders to do leadership things, for bosses to be bosses? Listen, if it th- if I think I'm going to I'm going to keep the majority of people in my state from dying, then I'm going to do whatever it takes. You can be mad, you can feel like I'm infringing upon you, that's great. 
but you'll be able to live to tell the tale, right? Your grandma will be alive to tell the tale. Your your son will be alive to tell the tale. So I don't, uh, I, I just, I don't understand that, that the stubbornness, this willfulness to have to be right. And then when you're proven wrong, you don't have enough whatever to just be like, dude, my bad. You know what I mean? I, my mistake. You know, very few people are into accountability these days. And I think that's the scariest trait that I see. It's like, you know, people are in just some real denial. So it's serious. Uh, yeah, most of us won't die, uh, as everybody likes to keep pointing out that's uh, a Republican. Most people won't die. It's not that big of a deal. Listen, flu kills more people or something crazy. I've heard people say, listen, we shouldn't have to sacrifice anybody so you can feel righteous. Okay, I don't want to be right. I hope the numbers are all wrong. You know, I don't want people to die from this because some asshole ate a bat in China. That is the world's worst reason to die. So, you know, I just I just feel like we need to control the narrative better and uh, not even control it. I people started saying control the narrative I had begun saying craft the narrative because I'm a writer and and that is what you do as a writer. You craft the narrative. Um, And the difference is controlling the narrative means you're going to stick with your story no matter what. Crafting the narrative is the same as creating the narrative, which is you allow your characters to tell you where they're going to go. That's completely different. I have been writing things and I put words in a character's mouth and I'm like, that, that, this character would not say that, you know, and this is even before you bring actors into it because actors are going to come in and put their own spin on it. They put their stank on top of your stank and that's how you get your finished product. So before I even submit it to actors, it's like, okay, is this an authentic character? Is this person being true to themselves? Um, and, you know, as a writer, you can feel it. You can feel like, oh, this character is going this way and they, they really wouldn't go that way. And I like to do that because I'm telling you, the actors will get it and and they will, um, a lot of them will hammer you with questions and ask you all kinds of things about the uh, the the character of the character. You know, where is this? What's this person like? Where did they go? Why would they do this? Da, da. So you need to be airtight. And so... I'm less about controlling the narrative because that sounds uh, oppressive and not uh, open to all possibilities and more into crafting the narrative. And um, we need to be more of a craft the narrative society because people here are so married to their storylines of what they think is right and what's going to happen. And everybody's just sort of dug in and no one seems to be open to the idea that you know, maybe they're not right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not wrong, but maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm a little right. Maybe there's something in the middle for all of us to agree on. You know, coronavirus is dangerous and scary. It is killing people. And maybe if we just decide to stay in the house and not view it as some sort of government interference in a, to my right to die from a virus, you know, come grow up. 
anyway, I, I, that topic hijacked the podcast (laughs) today. So sorry. Um, life here is still, it's still good. You know, I'm working, uh, about to fire up the computer and, uh, try to figure out how to do this project I've been working on for two weeks and failing. Uh, I'm going to win this week. I feel it. And, uh, you know, just stay strong, stay positive, stay optimistic, do your work. If you're blessed enough, still have a job, be thankful. And, um, you know, if you lost your job, uh, especially a job you didn't like, be thankful and open to the possibilities of what's next. Um, listen, I've been without money. It's hard, but it, you, you will survive. You will survive and you will find a way because, uh, that's the human spirit. That's how it goes. Life is peaks and valleys. We're always happy to be at the peak, uh, and completely unprepared for the valley. So just be prepared, be focused, be excited, be grateful, and we'll just keep moving forward through this thing. And I beg you to stay safe and be smart. Stop trying to be right. If you out here trying to be out in the streets, stop it. Stay in the house. I want this shit to go away. I have shit to do in May. All right.